0: Here at J. Tom Lawler, ranked Mike McNick and Dumbley. He with you. The score after two is Northeastern three, Merrimack two. Folks, this second admission is brought to you by Merrimack Graduate Studies. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit Merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Mike McMahon joins us from the MacReport.com, also from the Eagle Tribune and, college hockey news and well uh, Mike the Warriors find themselves in the same position they were in last night down after two periods of play although they play on home ice here tonight uh, power play has been good for both teams each team has a couple of goals Northeastern with the only even strength goal but you know after Merrimack took that lead two to one there in the second period uh, even though Merrimack ended up in 19 shots in the period uh, Northeastern still with a pretty good amount of pushback there to score two goals and retake the league. Yeah, you can see the skill.
1: I mean these forwards, uh, you look at the numbers and it's pretty, you know it's, it tells a story. Yeah. It's a Northeastern team that can score some goals. You look at their line I mean you can go down three, you can go down at least those top three lines that are all going to be thrust to score every time yeah. they step on the ice. I think Zach Aston Reese quietly is one of the better Hobie Baker candidates in the country right now. I think he leads the nation in goals. Yeah, I wonder
0: how quiet it is. I mean, uh, you know, he's. he's. He's got pretty impressive
1: numbers. (laughs) He he, he does, yeah. But, you know, I I was saying to somebody last night, it seems like he's not talked about. You know, it's either Mike Vicchione or Tyler. Even out here, it's Mike Vicchione, Tyler Kelleher. Anders Bjork, who I think is a really good player, too. But... Zach aston reese I think, is not only... Not only does he have the offensive totals, but he's a pretty good two-way player, too. Uh, and and I, I almost think that out of those guys, you know, when it comes to jumping to the professional ranks and the next level, he's a free agent. I think he's the one that's the best suited to, to make that type of jump.
0: Yep, the goal and assist for him tonight, you know, maybe has to do with where they position and where they, they are in the standings, but an opportunity for them to certainly continue moving up if they pick up four points this weekend. But, uh, like you said, I mean... Not just him, uh, I've been impressed with the play secure this weekend. I mean, he seems yeah. to be everywhere, he's quick to make plays, he certainly has a lot of skill out there, and, and, and they've had an awful lot of trouble. Merrimack's had trouble defending
1: Yeah, they have. You know, he's been, he, he really came on the end of last year, uh, and if I remember correctly too, it may have even been that Merrimack series around this time last year where uh, he had a big weekend, I believe, and, and really became one of their bigger offensive threats down the stretch last year. You know, he was really one of the guys that was picking things up when a guy like Kevin, Kevin Waugh wasn't particularly really playing well. I wouldn't say wasn't playing well. We didn't have the offensive totals that maybe you would have expected him to have. Yeah. Sakura was one of the guys that they were leaning on towards the, the middle to end of last year when they wanted to run a little bit uh, and he was providing you know a lot of their offense
0: and was one of their big time schools. Talking with Mike McMahon from the themacreport.com and also Hockey News and the Eagle Tribune. Uh, when was the last time you saw Merrimack score two power play goals in a game? Uh, we had to look it up. It was the BC game here that Tuesday night. Okay. Two goals in the third period to tie the game.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't have remember that. I, I, I would have guessed. To you be know, quite honest with you, I would have guessed that it hasn't happened this year, yeah. uh, just because you know they don't have many power play goals as it is. But yeah, uh, it, it, it looked it looked pretty good. You know, I think even last week against Notre Dame it looked okay. The Friday night, three power plays in the third period aside. Uh, I don't think their power play looked good on Saturday. But the power play looked pretty good last night, too. I mean, they they were generating chances, obviously not getting any goals, but generating chances. It just maybe I don't know if it was a lack of movement. It seemed like it was a little slow, but I, I still thought it looked good. It looked better last night than it has at other points this year, and then
0: you get rewarded with those two goals tonight. Alright, well, let's talk about Jeff Solo has uh, joined the team this week from the Amarillo Bulls of the uh, North American League defenseman uh, 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 left shot defenseman who's uh, had some pretty good numbers down there with Amarillo with the injury to Aaron Titcomb. which I to keep him out for a while uh, and Merrimack down to six healthy defensemen right now they're able to bring in a player who by all indications has uh, you know, blossomed here this year but in particular maybe the last couple of years uh, in his career in juniors and, and it seems like you know, he's, he's going to have an opportunity to step Right in when he is ready to go my question to you is you know what, what are you hearing uh, as far as uh, you know what he'll bring to the to the table and, and when do you think that he might get in he certainly he dressed for warmth tonight as uh Derek Petty was a, a little banged up and they weren't sure if he'd be able to go uh he did go and so uh Jeff Zola who's going to wear number 21 uh you know didn't end up playing tonight but he could he could play again very soon I think he will you know, I Here's the thing, I don't think they would have brought him in just
1: to be a body. Uh, and, and, and Mark Dennehy even has mentioned that, I know, on our coaches' show, uh, that they weren't going to bring in a guy just to have a body. You know? They weren't going to bring in a guy unless they thought he could contribute. And also, too, from the player's perspective, I don't think that he's going to leave a team where he's one of, one of if not... You know, by far their best defenseman. He's one of the better defensemen in that league. I don't think he's going to leave a situation where he's playing every night as one of the best defensemen in that league to come to a situation where he's suddenly not going to play. You know, I think he thinks or he has expectations of playing. Uh, I think they have expectations of him playing or else he wouldn't be here. He has lost since going to Amarillo. And it was the middle of last year. Uh, he's bounced around the North American Hockey League a little bit. Uh, he's got 50 points in 97 games, I think it is, as a defenseman, which isn't bad. 41 of those have come in the 52 games, I think it is, that he's played with Amarillo going back to the middle of last year. So, a little bit of a late bloomer, uh, but but definitely a guy that has blossomed at Amarillo. And, and Merrimack has taken some players from that Amarillo team in the past. I think you know, Colin Delia, I believe, played at Amarillo. I think discuss Gustafson played at
0: Amarillo, too. Both, both of the Gustafson brothers did.
1: Uh, yeah, he, well, a little, looks like Ludwig. Well, same league. Played for Lone Star. Same league, same state. But
0: right. uh, John Gustafson uh, played there, oh, John right Gustafson, along with long yeah, with him, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you're right. In fact, I think they both did. Yeah. yeah. So
1: there's a little bit of a history there with the coach, which is probably a good thing uh, when it comes to getting an honest assessment, you know, of the player from how he's played. And he was the, the, the player of the month in the, in the North American Hockey League for December, and, and has been, like I said, uh, one of the better defensemen in that league. One, of I think, his top three in scoring for defenseman i think he has the second most shots for a defenseman in that league so clearly someone that can come in and and do some things with the puck i know they've compared him a little bit to to aaron tipton i think uh somebody said that they reminded him a lot not not as big but uh a mobile guy you know a mobile defenseman who can do a lot of good things
0: yeah and looking at what could happen so right now you got jonathan lasher playing on his off wing there playing on the left side you know as a right shot and and then you got uh you know, uh, Solo coming in as a left shot. So if anything, maybe they take the opportunity to move and back. Although I think he's done a nice job there on the left side, uh, despite being a right shot. And then, you know, depending on what you decide to do on the right side there, uh, you know, maybe that's what ends up happening. I'm not sure. We'd have to see. But uh, the other question, I suppose, would be now you get two games coming up with BU. Uh, you know, Tuesday and Friday night, is that the time that you bring a player in for his first game? Or, I don't know, I guess we'll see.
1: I guess we'll see. You know, I I don't think that necessarily doing it at home is a bad thing. Um, That's obviously a pretty skilled BU team. I think that they're a little more dangerous at home. The ice is a little bigger at a Gannis. You know, doing it on on Friday night could be (laughs) throwing a guy into the fire a little bit. But, uh, you know, I don't think it would be a bad idea to do it at home you know, it's the same reason why, of course, Colin Dealey, I was an illness this weekend, but I think Drew Vogler would have gotten one of these games anyway, just considering the, the short turnaround to BU on Tuesday. So, uh, now that you've got that extra guy, I mean, he hasn't really had a chance to practice with him yet as far as I know, but, uh, it might only get, you know, a, a short skate in on Monday. I'm not sure if they're going to practice tomorrow, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, players move around. I mean, you look at juniors, a lot of guys move around team to team. I'm sure there's examples of guys going in the lineup without much practice time. So, uh, as long as he got the systems down pat he's been able to watch a couple of games this weekend, I, I think we'll see him in one of these next two games, I be my guess. You mentioned Colin Delia uh,
0: was supposed to start last night, ended up being uh, sick and not able to be dressed at all, not dressed at all tonight. Uh, what are you hearing? Is it just this weekend kind of thing and, and potentially could be back even as soon as Tuesday?
1: I think that's a hope, yeah. I mean, it sounded like he was feeling okay yesterday and... Uh, even on the bus ride down, was feeling okay, and it sort of hit him once they got to Matthews. And You never know. I mean, uh, This is the time of year for flu, bugs, and everything else to yeah. be running around. So hopefully uh, hopefully, it's just a couple of days and he's back in his feet. You know what I'm going to ask you, John's, wa- John's wife is, is, is
0: sick, mine is uh, pretty. She's doing okay so far, but I might, might want to get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> you may need to. All right, All right. before you do that, What's coming up this week? You usually have the coaches' show, uh, uh, live chat, I believe, uh, preview. But uh, normally, you know, that's normal. Tuesday night there's a game. What happens this
1: week? Uh, we, we probably won't do a coach's show this week just because of the Tuesday game uh, and then try to get back and it's a regular rotation of things on Wednesday, I think. But, yeah, I, I know earlier this year when they had the BC game here on Tuesday, we skipped that week for a coach's show. we we'll probably end up doing the same. Our schedule's been a little off because they've been on break and uh, you know, their, their schedule's been different than what it normally is. But I think the week following that, the 31st, will probably be back
0: to normal. All right, thanks a lot, Mike. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Thanks. All right, that's Mike McMahon from masterport.com and. College Hockey News and also from the Eagle Tribune. We'll be back with more right after this. It's Northeastern 3, Merrimack 2. At the end of 2, this is Warrior Hockey.